Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Ryan Graham. Hey, yo. And Justin, or Jordan, or whatever. <laughs> and this is State of Atlanta. So if you Man, guys you got to do something about that font for the date. It was all yeah, I, I noticed it, but uh, it hasn't bothered me too much, so I don't know anything about it. Yes, yeah, so I... I Justin, thanks for joining us. Uh, if you're watching the video stream or the YouTube broadcast, his name is listed as Justin or Jordan or whatever. And it's because I know his name is Justin, but drunk me does not know that name. And so whenever I see him, I say, Jordan, what's up, buddy? This is my best friend, Jordan, to everyone. And I'm like introducing him to everyone. And Jordan, he's too nice of a guy to actually correct me. So I said I would bring him on the show and he can take as many pot shots as he wants at me not knowing what his name is at all. So, Honestly, it's better than me. I was like, oh, is that one of the um, one of the Charlotte guys? And you were like, no, it's the you know the EMS guy, the, the firefighter guy. And I was like, I know exactly who you're talking about. And you were like, he was hanging out with us at the game on Saturday. And I was like, I do not remember that part. <laughs> well, you do the game right, you don't remember most of it. So uh, Yeah, well, <clears throat> yeah, that's why I was complaining to David about uh, the 12 o'clock kick time. But I was like, but it didn't really stop me from getting like really wasted. So... Oh uh, no! Yeah, well, I, I don't think I thought I got super wasted. I mean, I was able to drive home and, uh, you know, be able to be a functioning parent and uh, husband that afternoon and everything. But I, uh, yeah, I got home. I think a lot of I think a lot of my buzz came from just that game. It was just uh, an intense game and the excitement. Plus, that was my first real outing uh, out of the house during this whole pandemic thing. So just being around people, socializing with people, was a, a big part of the high for me. But uh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, let's, let's talk about this game. We we had no idea what to predict out of this Georgia State team at all, and out of the gate, we're up fourteen zero. Like I say, out of the gate, it was like what the end of the first quarter when we get the first touchdown, but we go up fourteen zero against uh, what I was told was the number team, number nineteen ranked team in the nation. What do you I mean, think? We're right yeah, up there. I was, with them. Yeah, I was impressed. I kind of had low expectations for the season. You know, we're on the offseason. Who's going to be our quarterback? Who's going to start? All these questions, and they all answered. Um, looked really strong coming in off a win off of Alabama, so I appreciated that. <laughs> exactly. So it was a I'll tiny crowd. It was a tiny crowd at the stadium, but I don't think it was smaller than what I necessarily expected it to be. It seemed to be just about right. There were probably more. Yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't, like, surprised by what I saw. Not, like at all when I looked around I you know I I, I noticed it was sparse but I, I sort of was like yeah it makes sense well when I got there I parked in the green lot and I uh, walked over to halfway crooks to meet some of my buddies before going over to your place Ryan and I noticed standing at that ticket gate there were a lot of raging Cajun fans there and I was like I know there's only so many that can get into this game but I was a little nervous about what their presence was going to be like and there was far more over there in that, that visiting sideline than I expected. Uh, but it wasn't that bad. I, I, it wasn't noticeable to me. I felt like the crowd noise was in our favor the entire time. Yeah, I, I don't know what they could hear on the field. I mean, it, like I said, it was pretty sparsely populated, and we we expected that. And it's no cut against us at that point. But, uh, I, you know, I, I tried to be loud, and I was like, why am I, I could, I remember thinking in my head, like, what am I even wasting my breath for? Like, nobody, nobody knows I'm doing this down there on the field. At least oh. we're not piping crowd noise in like the NFL and all the other sports are talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not go back and watch the game replay. I have it recorded still. I, I have not watched it. I, I'm wondering whether there was actually crowd noise on during the game you could hear on TV. but You could hear the band real well. It was on earlier today, so we fired it up. So the, well, band the band was really well. you could hear you could hear like the roar in the background, but it wasn't like you couldn't hear individual people screaming, which is probably good. Like tend to get kind of blue at the games. <laughs> so Justin, what did you think of our uh, quarterback play? We we made a comment about not knowing what was going to happen, and Quad came out there and put on a show, didn't he? Quad stepped up. Um, I saw. I expected Quad to take off his mask and have Dan Ellington sitting there with some of the runs he made, <laughs> like Scooby Doo style, straight up. Like, hey, I'm still here, guys. Um, I was very impressed with Quad's command of the game. It took him a little while to get the passing game on, but what doesn't go on TV is that he was passing into a pretty messed up crosswind for that first first quarter, and then when we turned around and it went with us, he started connecting a lot more. So I was he earned the job. Um, he's won me over. We have a redshirt freshman, and we have him for hopefully four more years. I yeah. Wish him grow. 
I wouldn't be comparing him so quickly to, to Dan Ellington. <laughs> Jesus, man, that's not like you're, not like you're you're all the time. But there's a couple of those cuts he made that where I could see who's coaching him and who taught him a few tricks at least. Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> yeah, so it was, but it pretty much was the uh, the Quad Brown and the Destin Coach show. Uh, I mean, there was a touchdown by one of the other running backs who I apologize to that running back, but <laughs> there was only three three rushing attempts by anybody other than Quad and Destin. So um, do you think that we can live off of one running back for a few games there, Ryan? Well, yeah, Coates with 150 yards is impressive. Um, I mean, <clears throat> Louisiana's running back had, I think, 200 yards, but – um, I, I was pretty excited to see that, and it seemed like our offense in general was pretty well-rounded. We were able to do a lot of the things we wanted to do kind of whenever we wanted to do it. And um, our defense, though, they were the ones – I mean, you, you say it's the – you know, it was the the Coates um, quad show, but I, I think our defense really stepped up and, and did what they had to do to, like, make it a game. If it, if it wasn't for them stepping up um, – We'd have been screwed there. I mean, our, our defense really, really surprised me out of the gate. So yeah. the second that half, it was, a, it was a tale of two defenses between the two halves. Uh, we it definitely came out and put on a show in the first half. And I don't know if it was just being worn out or tired or or Lafayette figuring some stuff out. But uh, we obviously gave up the game there in the second half. And there's some play calling that's questionable. They in made the well. So they made some Defense definitely did step up. We saw something completely different out of that defense than we've seen for the past uh, couple of years. Well, and one of the big things I noticed was um, there was there were some big plays there um, from Louisiana in the second half, but but they would make big plays and then not score on that drive. You know, so like they'd go and make this giant run, and then we'd still stop them. So we we were giving up some big plays. It was kind of like a bend don't break defense, which I'm cool with. Right, and that's actually what I told the Rage and Review podcast guys when I did the interview with them. Was you know, they, they were going to get some yards, but I was not going to. I was not expecting them to get a lot of touchdowns off those yards. And they put up. I don't want to get into the stats here, but they put up like five hundred something yards. Which typically you put up five hundred yards, yeah, you win the game, but it's a blowout. This yep. was an overtime win again with some questionable play calling there at the end of the game. That yep. game, I mean, it should have been ours. It, we. Yep. You know, you, you play the game for a reason and everything, but that game should have been ours halfway through it. So it was a bad week in Atlanta for Atlanta football teams. Uh, yeah. well, well, we're not the worst. We're not going <laughs> to compare ourselves to the travesty that happened the next day. Oh, so. God, yeah. Well, it, it's, a, it's my friend Terry. It's all her fault. She was there with us at the game, and we're doing great. We're doing awesome. She decides to leave the game to go to Georgia Tech to watch their UCF game. And that's when Georgia State collapsed. Georgia Tech got actually pummeled. And then the next morning, she flew to Dallas to watch the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so she's our good luck charm, but everybody else's bane. Hey, I mean, she lost her good luck charm somewhere in the Uber ride over to uh, <laughs> Avenue. <laughs> I don't know what it may have been, but uh, we'll bring her back to the next home game, and uh, we'll lock. If we're winning, we're gonna lock her down to her seat so she can't get up and go. Uh, yeah. So, how are you guys feeling about the team now? Like going into the season, so we had these question marks. We saw some other things happen in the rest of the league. How are you feeling, Ryan, about this team this season? No, I'm feeling good. I, like I said, um, when I when I see a solid defense come out there and like really put us in the game, I feel like Quad was able to manage it uh, the game really well. I wouldn't put him up on the pedestal with with Dan, but he was definitely yeah. like making yeah. his passes um, as conservative as they might have been, and he was able to be like quick on his feet. And um, our our offense seemed like it was working well, and so like I think we can beat a lot of teams in the league, which is cool. Yeah, I think we well we only have you know we have limited schedules to only put out out of conference games and we're heading into both of those in the next two weeks. Uh, Justin, I know as, as fans we never want to say that we're going to lose a game. You know we're going to go head up to Ohio State and we're going to say that you know well if this happens this happens we have a shot of taking them down. But uh, so I, I know that bias I got it living inside of me as well. But honestly, look looking at our schedule we have for the rest of the season. What team are you honestly scared of? Like that you're really, really afraid of? We, App State showed their weakness. Yeah, you know, we, we've already I, played Lafayette. Um, who are you scared of the rest of the season? 
Lafayette was the one I was scared of. I'm always kind of scared about App State. They just seem to have our number for some reason. They just always kind of have, you know. We haven't had a good showing against them yet. Last year we had some injury troubles that hurt our showing. Right. But in terms of everyone else, I, there's it's kind of cliche to say, but there's not a game on that schedule that's not winnable. If we show up like we did, um, right. you know, there's obviously questions. You always have questions. Um, I could have told you last year that Coates was going to show up big. It just does worry me to have one running back because that's right. probably the most injury prone position you've got. Well, hopefully Seth Page is able to make it back or we do yeah. find splitting up the runs to some other guys. But um, is this – it's a weird question to ask, and whoever wants to answer it, is this the best loss in the Panther history? Like – you know, it sucks to have lost the game. And we had the game against Wisconsin. Yeah. That was a pretty horrific loss. But that was more like a just shock to the system than it was. This was a game we came out and just played hard-nosed football for four quarters and lost the game. Like, it's a good loss to have to start the season, right? Yeah, it, it shows where we're at. It shows that we're, you know, you expect to come in here and walk over us. So you're not going to. Um, our defense will show up. I think that fourth quarter, there were – two big defensive stands where I'm like, all right, that's the turning point of the game. This is going to shift our momentum. We pushed them straight out of field goal range, stalled on the offense. And then the next time we held them on a four and out, had the ball back and didn't go for it on fourth. Um, but, you know. Yeah. I, there was uh, something that someone said, I can't remember if it was on Panther talk or on you know this, the Sunbelt board or whatever, but the question was, where is Georgia state? How far of a gap is there between Georgia state and the top of the Sunbelt? And we know the answer to that, and it's three points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm totally saying that. I'm really I stole it. Uh, Prue has a question for us. Uh, did they have new uniforms? Prue, you were at the game, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we saw you. <laughs> we saw you there. <laughs> well, he well obviously he saw the uniforms and thought they looked a little funny. So yeah, they got uh, the I mean, now. They, we we do know that they were um, newish, right? They had the stripes on the on the shoulder pads. Is that right? Is that what you you had yeah. mentioned? Yeah, the stripes on the sh- the the sleeves, stripes on the sleeves. Yeah, uh, and well, so there was a new new uniform release that came out. I think on like the Thursday before the game, and th- I had that to talk about, uh, which might as well talk about it right now. Uh, one of the big thing that I really didn't like. There was two things I didn't like about the new uniforms. And one was replacing the Georgia State over the numbers of front with a smaller version of that Georgia State word mark. It, they, they, they love, I don't know what their obsession is with that word mark. They want to slap that word mark on everything while every single fan is like, I want Pantherhead and Pantherhead only on stuff. But And GSU because it pisses off those, that school that thinks they're called that. Exactly. But then also the other thing that I didn't like was on their helmets in the release video they did, one side of the helmet was at the Panther head, so thumbs up. Uh, on the other side should have been the Panther head, but no, it said Panthers and had like their number in six. There's sorry, number in six. It was a, six was in the video. Number in red. And I was not a fan of just, it was a new font or a new logo of Panthers. It was different. It was not what I was expecting. Was it Sparks? Yeah, it Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh, no, so but that's not what they did when they came out in the game. It was their blue uniforms, it did have the Georgia State word mark above the numbers, which eh, whatever uh, I can get over that. But it did not have the Panthers and the number on the helmets, it had just Panther head on both sides. So they have got a stay of execution for me. We'll see what they drag out to the uh, to Charlotte on Saturday and see if um. How I'm feeling about the uniforms next week. You know, you know what I hope for though, um, with the away team <clears throat> is the is the all whites, you know, yeah. just all white from head to toe. I love I love the all one color from head to toe, the best of any of them. And then um, you know, if they want to do like, you know, a white shirt and blue britches, I'll I'll take it, I guess. I'm I with do you. like the white helmet. Ryan, I disagree with you. Uh, pretty much just on principle most of the times. It's like, you know, you say something, I'm kind of iffy sure. about, but now I'm gonna take the opposite uh, position because uh, normally you're wrong, but yeah, I agree. The all blue or the all white uniforms are by far the best we have, but I will switch it up on you and say, if you're going to switch out one of the components, switch out the helmet. So if you want to give me uh, all white with blue helmets or all blue with white helmets, that's, that's the next level of hotness. <clears throat> I actually think if you do the, if you do the white shirt, you got to do blue helmet, blue bridges. You got to do blue, both of them. Otherwise it looks a little weird, but all white definitely is, is, is the better. Well, you look a little weird too. 
So that's I've always liked our white helmet. I'm wearing black today, man. I'm I'm in somber mode. You know, I'm 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 in sad. We lost mode. You're missing out on having that uh, number 19 ranking in the nation right now. We were not going to get ranked, dude. <laughs> no, we were not I keep trying to tell you guys that. I did expect them to – well, if we had beaten them, they would have dropped in the ranking or out of the rankings. Oh, yeah. But we would not have gotten with, into it. With that loss, I did expect them to actually uh, drop a little bit. I didn't expect them to stay at 19. I thought they would uh, fall a spot or two, just kind of showing a weakness in the program. But – you know, not a lot of games being played. I guess they're uh, there's 19. Congratulations, you survived Georgia State of all teams to remain your number 19 ranking in the nation. Yeah. Does Does Big Ten start next week? No, Big Ten doesn't start for a while, like October, which is only. Like oh, October. so they're not they're not just going to start immediately. Okay. No, and but SEC does start this um, this week. Well, did they were ranked though still right because they were still like part of the season. They had games on the schedule, so they got ranked in the preseason yeah. polls and kind of carried over, which I understand, but I think is BS and totally, completely BS. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I get it. I, I, you know, we talked about this in previous weeks. I sort of understand that one, but the Big Ten, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of worried about them jumping in. You know, I was they did not get included in one of the polls. I can't remember if it was coaches or if it was the Associated Press. They didn't get included in one of them. The other one they did. Uh, the Big. 10 teams. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Which did keep, I think uh, Lafayette moved down to like 24th or 25th or something in that poll. Yeah, that's, that's BS. If they're not, especially if they're not playing until, you know, later next month. Like, come on, man. Like they're not playing the season. Like kick them out. They're not, they don't rank them. No one cares what they were last season. If you're not playing football, you don't get ranked. That's right. You, you, you are <laughs> the worst team in the world. If you're not playing the game. Yeah, again, Ryan, I don't know what's going on right now. We, we walked through some portal, but yeah, I, uh, I agree with you completely. If you're not playing the game, if you've not, if we're th- what three weeks into the college football season and you've not played a game yet, you yeah. deserve to be on no rankings. You're as good as me and and David, you know, I mean. Yeah. So, yeah. So we, we, we have, may well rank us. We have preseason rankings for when everyone is 0-0. And then after the first week of football comes out, then we have they don't win those week zero games the ones that are like the the, the whole, I don't know Nevada playing Hawaii in Australia or whatever the hell comes out we don't get a week zero updated pre ranking we don't get that kind of crap it's after the week one games and everybody's played their game so right exactly if I cared enough I would put together my own poll but I don't know nearly enough about football to do that and I care even less about every other team out there. So. Just rank us number one and say everyone else doesn't matter because it doesn't matter. Like we're not playing, but we know we're the best. So like we just put ourselves number one through twenty five. We're good. It's the best team I've seen played at home this season. Yeah, person. That's uh, too much information. <laughs> it's like a Bob Uecker kind of thing on Tuesdays in the month of May. <laughs> uh, here we go, uh, Ryan Reed watching. Uh, Big Ten is like someone holding your place in line at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I forgot the kid's milk. I'll be right back. Wow. Right. Everybody, everybody really hates that guy. Yeah. That that was like on the nose. <laughs> <That's> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, your kid can stand there all they want. When they get there with the credit card, they're just going to be like, what? So, yeah, it's a good analogy right there. That actually did happen to me this past week. But what I did was I bought all of my stuff and then just asked to leave my cart there as I went and got – I think it literally was the milk that I had to go back and get. Yeah. That's why it's close to home. I do want to brag about myself because I don't do enough. uh, Talk about how great I am, especially when it comes to uh, college sports and this whole thing here. But I did do that rage and review uh, interview uh, with the Lafayette podcast guys. And of course they had all did their predictions and I didn't give a, a blatant prediction. I'm not one to pick out numbers out of the air. But they predicted all like big lopsided wins by uh, Lafayette, 34-13, 35-20, 42-14. But what I am on record as saying is both teams score in the 30s. So I won that one. That, that's, a, that's a point in my favor, right? Those three yeah. guys that have nothing better to do in their lives but live in Lafayette and watch Lafayette football could not figure out exactly what the game was going to be. And I live here in Atlanta with the, the plethora of things that are to do in the beautiful city of Atlanta. I mean, my win by 10 is better than any of those, I think. 
I was actually just on the uh, podcast for Charlotte 49er guys, uh, minor obsession. And actually was my prediction uh, 10. We went by 10. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, no, that's a, um, that's a really good podcast name. I, I like it yeah. a lot. Minor. Yeah. Obsession, yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so I'll be posting a link to that interview uh, as they release it probably tomorrow. I assume tomorrow. It was a good time. It's a good couple of guys. And uh, I think that's what well, we're going to talk about um, Charlotte here in a little bit. That That's a rivalry that I think could naturally develop. They don't really have a real natural rival like we had built in with Georgia Southern when we moved up to football uh, or started football. So I think that, that when we have a four-game series coming up, that could be fun. But before we get into that, I just want to make fun of the uh, – or sorry, talk about the other Sunbelt teams that played over the uh, the week. Uh, actually, yeah, it's a pretty good showing for Sunbelt in general. Uh, Coastal showed us how much better of a football team than they are than Georgia Southern. They beat up on Campbell 43-21. to 21. Uh, that's great news i'm sorry i should that shouldn't have made me like giggle like it did but (laughs) that just tickled me right you know uh troy put the hurt on middle tennessee 47 to 14 maybe that's the game that uh raging review guy was talking about nice Uh, (laughs) and then texas state who i'm glad we're not playing this season that's the one sunbelt team we're not playing this season i'm glad we're not they got their first one but they've looked good all season it was a 38 17 win over uh, Monroe. So, uh, I don't know. know. I don't know what you're and beat us. I don't want to play them this year when they're good. So, yeah, but we've progressively better. Yeah, we, we lost against them when Dan went out in the middle of the game. Like, yeah. no, we didn't. We got week three of the season, week four of the season after losing to Western, Western Michigan. The week oh, before. yeah, that one was. That one was another one of those ugly overtime ones. Monroe was here for ULM? Monroe. Oh, for Texas. Yeah, ULM was when Dan got injured. Yeah. I went ULM. My brain okay. – I told you I told you two hours ago I was drunk. Yes. Yeah, yeah you're actually uh, handling yourself far better than I expected right now. So that, that's not to say that it's good, but it's just better than I expected. <laughs> Expectations are, are always very, very low. Other I tried to set a high low so I can, you know, shoot over them. The big surprise over the season uh, last week was uh, Appalachian State showed their vulnerability and they lost to Marshall uh, pretty, uh, I say pretty handily, uh, 17 to 7. Uh, was that that right score? I thought it was more than that, but 17 to 7. So, um, yeah, an App State loss, you don't see that very often. Makes me feel a lot better about playing them later in the season. Yeah, I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, coverage talking about how App State might be slipping this season and, and all that. So, um, I mean, worse things have happened, but but I think the Louisiana guys, oh man, oops, the Ulala guys um, had a good point that like when App State looks good, we all look good. Um, I, I would like them to win every single one of their games except for ours, and um, which has not just sadly not been the case thus far. But well, um, no, I, I take that I, I disagree. Well, I obviously disagree with that. But when I'm standing next to Dwayne the Rock Johnson, no one's ever said David looks better than he normally does. You know, I just always kind of <laughs> sympathize. <with you>. <laughs> <laughs> we have a buzzer for bad jokes, just like kind of yeah. like a, a airplane going over your head or something like. No, but like if you got if you got put into a ring with The Rock and then you beat him, you would look phenomenal. No, but if I got put into a ring with Dwayne the Rock Johnson and he beat the hell out of somebody else. No one's going to say David did pretty good there. No, no, no. He beat the hell out of somebody else and then you beat him. You'd oh. look great. All right. Or you, he beat you less. The maybe. You beat him has to happen. Yeah. I mean, if he knocks out someone bigger than you and then you just wins on the decision against you, I guess. I but, understand the logic. I was trying to make a joke, and either I'm not funny or you guys don't have a funny bone in your system. Sometimes so. you're funny. This time, I not think so you have failed. Yeah, so Justin, what do you think about the App State taking it up the poop shoot from Marshall? <laughs> it's pretty fun to see him lose one. I mean, I kind of I kind of always get along well with App State fans because at the end of the day, we can just all sit down and talk about how much we hate Southern. Exactly. I respect I, – I was telling somebody else – I have respect for App State. They beat the hell out of us. I have respect for them. I don't like them, but I have respect for them because right. at the end of the day, they hate Southern more than they care about us whatsoever at all. So, 
I hate them less because of that. I'm not going to say I like them, but I hate them a lot less. I like I like the culture too. Uh, I, I, yeah. I know that's going to sound weird, but I, I I could see myself being an App State fan in an in a different world. And I like the color scheme, and um, I think they play like a good brand of football. I don't know. I like I like App State. I just want to. I don't like the color scheme. I don't like black and yellow teams or black and gold teams. Them. I just want to beat yeah. them. I think it's hard for a G5 time, G5 team to sustain success at that at that high of a level. And so maybe it's App State, you know, coming down a little bit, or you know, maybe it's just a, a bad week for them. Who knows what's going on in that locker room or something? And yeah. they spring back. They still, uh, after losing to Southern last year, they still spring back and played great for the rest of the season. Uh, speaking of Southern, yeah. they, their game got canceled against Florida Atlantic. So the only game on their record still for the season is that loss to Campbell Camels, or sorry, one point win to Campbell Camels. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I like how in your in your whole um, talk there, you you never gave Marshall credit for just maybe maybe they were a, g- a good team, right? You were like App State may have gone through this problem, blah blah blah, but none of them was like maybe Marshall was good. It's not my point to make Marshall fans feel good about themselves. You got an entire movie about your program. Granted, <laughs> everyone died that movie, but. Uh, <laughs> you got you got enough attention out there. I don't. Know, you guys are out there. You guys, Byron Leftwich. I'm sure there's a statue of him in uh, <laughs> whatever town in West Virginia that plays. Is it Marshall's? Is it Marshall, West Virginia? Is that where it is? I don't know. Sure, let's go with that. Yeah. Hey, Ryan, tell me to pause the video next time you take your glasses off. You look weird without them on. I know. <laughs> I was looking at it and I see my eyes like they're they're all like beady. <laughs> Yeah, so on to next week. I think we kind of killed that topic, right? On to next week, Charlotte 49ers. Yeah. Uh, so this is a game. It's first game of a four-game series. It's uh, here – or sorry, it's there this year, here the next two years, and then we the final game is back in, in Charlotte, which I like that order. Uh, we're one and one with them so far. They won the game here in the Georgia Dome forever ago. We beat Pants off of 28-0 three, four, four years ago, three years ago. Up there in Charlotte, uh, I was at that game. Right, you, I, I, none of you guys went to that game, did you? I didn't go. No, no, I was able. Yeah, no, I um, I went to that game. It's a small stadium. I mean, it, it literally seats fifteen thousand. Like a, a sellout crowd is like just a hair over fifteen thousand people. So it's a small stadium. It but, seems like a cool stadium, though. It's like all indented into the earth. Like it's oh, like yeah. built into it. It's like a pit. Which I guess is actually what a lot of stadiums are like. You just don't realize it because the way you come in with the seats raising above, you don't realize that it's actually below <laughs> ground a little bit. But because it's so small, you like cannot. You like really. And, I, and I'm honestly not trying to yeah, put you a dig the ground over the walls. I'm not trying to put a dig on the stadium whatsoever at all. It's what it was supposed to be. They built it with the intentions of expanding it later on, and they yeah. needed demand to do so. It's not there yet. I'm saying it was cool. I liked it. Um, it was yeah, um, to be fair. I, I was saying that too, that it's kind of interesting <clears throat> the way that they built it. Like, I, I think it sounds like a cool idea and it seems like it's, um, seems like it's cozy. Is it, I mean, is that, is that right? I mean, it looks like it is. Right. It's similar to if you, if you've been to Kennesaw's football, soccer field thing, whatever, it's, it's like yeah. that. just, you know, amped up, you know, another cup, uh, double the seating. They, they have a cool little, grassy area over to the side where the students set up their tents and tailgate and everything. It was, I think it was probably a lot of the Greek system over there. I could be wrong on that. I don't know, but it's a neat little experience. And this was a game that I, before the world went to shit, I wanted to go to this season. Just, I, I love visiting Charlotte and I had such a good time last time and we won 20 to zero, but uh, they are still not allowing fans in for this game whatsoever at all. So I, I, I say, uh, what's I say whatsoever at all. But what I mean is no fans out there, family may be able to come or some stuff like that, but they're not going to do the wide open thing. They're not even going to do what we allowed in the game, but they will be doing that later on. So it'll be a quiet game. Just don't do the cutouts. <laughs> over the cardboard cutouts. You like the cutouts? I love the cutouts. No. I love it, looks like, it looks like an early 2000s video game where you like do the crowd shots and it's just a bunch of little like things bouncing up and down. And I'm like, this is weird. I mean, so uh, you, you have just enhanced the experience by like tenfold and they should do that. They should make them like weird eight bit yeah, sure, characters. Yeah. And they should have them on like little like mechanical things to yeah. make them do this. Like, and, all there's different. and there's only 15 different ones. And they're <laughs> right. across yes. the you can say that's the same one over here. It's the same it's not one like over a here. block at 10 and repeat it. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what yeah, they used I'm, to do with like 10 I mean, fans. They just copy pasted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I think we should have done the, the cardboard cutouts of the stadium, at least at some certain areas or some certain sections just for fun. We talked about that on here, I believe. Maybe. I thought we should do blow up dolls in the opposing section, but that I don't think that's going to fly. Yeah. So. They, um, I, one thing that I thought was cool was that they moved the band over to the other side of the stadium. I know we're, we're like getting back into the beginning of the podcast, but um, I thought it was cool. They put the band over there and then they put the cheerleaders over there too. And they basically took up like that whole quarter of the stadium. Um, and I, I thought the sound was still like really good. And the cheerleaders seemed like they were fine doing what they were doing. And uh, I, it was seemed like a really good setup. If you've talked to anybody that's been in the marching band that's played in stadiums, they always talk about how tight it is with the instruments and their stuff and everything. So I'm sure it's not the same experience they want to get out of it, but it probably was actually kind of a nice change of pace for a little bit. And I guess they did that because I was we were wondering why they moved the band. I'm guessing because that section goes back further. So they're able to get the entire band in there without spacing them out even further without uh, having to break them up to different sections or something like that. So I guess it makes sense. Yeah, you're right. It did work. And now they seem like fewer people, but the sound was right. They didn't have the train horn pointing at them. So they were doing good, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So back to the Charlotte here, they had a strong showing in their first week. They played app state and put up, some good numbers until they just got similar to, to Georgia state versus uh, Lafayette couldn't pull it out in the, in the end there, but they got you know beat by a little bit more. I want to say it was a two score game and didn't go to overtime, but they, they played a pretty good game, but they lost their quarterback or possibly lost their quarterback. According to the guys I talked to earlier, they're still holding out. That there's a chance that he'll be playing the, the tweet in the news came out and said that it was out indefinitely, I guess to Charlotte 49er fans. That means like, he could still play. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's not good news. <laughs> Jesus. What's wrong with him? Does he have like torn ACL? Is it like a Dan Ellington thing? They said like, out indefinitely, but Dan's like the only quarterback ever to have just like continued the season. Right. No, no one's ever done. Uh, <laughs> the, the news report that I saw is an upper body injury. So I don't know if that's like, you know, a torn bicep or something like I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't anything. know what upper body injury means. Like my body hurts all the time in every different spot. I have upper body injury when I, you know, get I mean, upper body is like where, where are we drawing the line? The waist? That's anything from like gas to a concussion. I mean, it's hard to really call it an upper body injury. Yeah, it, but no, you're the you're the medical professional over here. You're the one that tells us what that is. I'm just saying, like you know, uh, you so many times you hear we specifically what it is, and this one's kind of like the doctor's kind of like he's like it hurts here. He's like. Mm. Yeah. Upper body injury. It's <laughs> <laughs> everywhere, right? You're out indefinitely. Yeah. Uh, so they're trying to just keep it under wraps. Honestly, I don't. For teams like that, it's like this early in the season. Do you can you get another year out of this guy, or you're going to send him out there to get injured even worse? Because if you play hurt and you get hit in just the wrong way, you're even more hurt than you you know doubly hurt. It's not going to heal as fast, and you're going to be out right and they, catastrophically. Yeah. They went out and got a backup quarterback uh, this season. Uh, it's a guy, uh, I think he came from Juco or FCS. I'm not sure exactly. But uh, he, he, you know, on paper, has a lot of numbers. But the interesting thing was someone tweeted out that uh, behind him, they do not have a scholarship quarterback on their team. So they entered the season with only two scholarship quarterbacks and lost the first one, the starting quarterback, uh, in the very first year, after the very first game. So yeah. that's interesting. We'll see what's going to come out there. They have had – two weeks to prepare because they had a game scheduled with UNC last week and Charlotte had to um, cancel the game because one out of 200 COVID tests came back positive and they did some contract tracing and they didn't have an O-line. They, they could not field a full two deep depth uh, O-line. So I had to cancel the game against UNC. And, and that would be they wanted to play UNC. Like you, you know, know that was right. That's of us finally getting Georgia on the schedule yeah. and being like, and not that they cancel, that Georgia cancels and we can make fun of them the entire time. Like, you know, bunch of sickies, sickos over there can't even play a game of football. And uh, no, they had to I back mean, you just, Like try to amend the rules and you say like, hey, how about we just do a nationally televised like seven on seven? Yeah, exactly. Three on three. <laughs> <laughs> You're, so you're, you're going to do a flag? Are we still back on a seven on seven? 
they they probably didn't have enough seven on enough for even seven on seven. But so they've had an extra couple weeks to prepare. So that that backup quarterback has had more time to get familiar with everything. The, if Chris Reynolds, their starting quarterback, is another week to get healthy, I don't know. No real game snaps, though. You, I mean, you, you you say it like it's a positive thing, but no real game snaps means a lot. So I agree. Uh, I, I agree definitely. But I'm yeah, just squad best last year versus quad this year. No game snaps last different. year. You want yeah. great this year? They clearly didn't trust quad last year. I mean, and and that and they didn't let them do a whole lot, and now they do they trust them more. And uh, he's seen the atmosphere, so that's. Yeah, yeah, he was a true freshman last year, and so yeah, maybe you know Dan getting injured was the best thing for him to actually get a, a chance to see what it's like there on the field and be able to think about that and process that when he's in the the classroom trying to figure out what's going to happen. I don't know. He did great on Saturday, so yep. yeah. So, yeah. Now this other kid has played football. This is his third school, but it's been a Wait, lower he's level football. Seven so FBI. Yeah. Well, I hope we're we're in trouble. He's played football. Sure. I'm just saying it's not been playing FBS football. He was at. I know. I, know. I just mess with. I thought we were just recruiting these guys off the lacrosse team. <laughs> Good, they can start me. So, you know, going into the season, this was a game I think that we were all nervous about. Charlotte seemed to be doing a little bit better, and they were predicted to win this game. And like the preseason ranking predictions I saw, uh, the line has moved to Georgia State minus one on the game. We're a one point favorite in the game. Uh, how, how, how are you feeling with this game? Like, how are you going to do it? You just want my, you want my, you want me to, right? Well, here, right here's what I hear. I want to hear how your opinions changed from Friday to Sunday of last Uh, week. Oh, no, I, I, I had given Charlotte absolutely zero thought before, uh, before Sunday. Uh, well, really before today. Now, now it's so <laughs> our period is elapsed, right? And you're allowed to start thinking about the opponent. Um, yeah, I mean, I could, but you know, I have other stuff I got to do during the week. Um, but I do think that we will win by 10 at least. That was my prediction as well, Justin. Since you actually pay attention to the team supposedly uh, support and love, um, how did you how do you feel about uh, it? We, we saw Charlotte played well against App, they've lost their quarterback, they have some COVID scares. Georgia State, all question marks, but a lot of those question marks got big answers on Saturday. Has your opinion about this game changed from the beginning of the season to now? Yes. Um, you said they lost their quarterback. They've got an unexperienced quarterback. What we found out last week is we have a secondary that can shut things down. The coverage we saw last week was NFL quality by by Quay just jumping up and hitting things. It looks like – I mean, that's an actual NFL receiver. It wouldn't be, but, like – that close coverage, that tight. Ryan, on a fan podcast, that's how you answer a question. You come out there and say, this team is about to go take on the Cleveland Browns and bring home a win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Oh, he's like, he's like, Quad Brown is is Dan Ellington 2.0, and our, our secondary is shut down like an NFL team. I'm like. Did you say Quad Brown? Did you say Quad Brown? Jumping, jumping, just tossing these balls everywhere. I mean, yeah, they didn't get a pick, but if you wanted to. everywhere? If, everywhere. Yeah, no. <laughs> they were really tight coverage, and every time they tried, they, they snuck a couple in, but when they were trying to throw it into tight coverage, blocked. Um, yeah, we didn't get the pick, but if they could catch, they'd be receivers. I say it every time. Damn. No, I'm I'm with you on that. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm is, absolutely with you on that. When people are all upset with secondary people for – like missing the interception, but they blocked the damn pass. I'm like, yep. no, 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 no. They That's did their job. number one job, which is to stop that play from happening. Their number one job is not to intercept the ball. Yeah, the ball's not being thrown to them. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if it is, that's great, but the ball's not being – they have a whole different mindset when they're going out there is to keep up and keep this guy from catching the ball. Yep. Now, I Nine times out of ten, I'd rather see him slap the ball down than try to catch it because I've seen people try to catch it before, and usually that – Right through. That means the other team catches it. Tip it up into the other, other team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel good about this game. Uh, so yeah, so J- Ryan's got a ten point pick. I did a ten point uh, pick, but uh, uh, when what do you got, Justin? What are you thinking? Two scores. Um, Ooh, fourteen. All right. Maybe fourteen. Maybe more than more than ten. So 
More than 10. I can see two field goals. I can see. Oh, I 13. Like so you're 13. Yep. I like it. I like it. Uh, yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling comfortable this game. I, that is the problem with Georgia State, though. As soon as we start yeah. feeling comfortable about something, that's when we come out and we get blanked, right? That's. Uh, I don't know. Like, I look at the ESPN numbers a lot of the time, and it seems like, we, like if it's 50-50 like it is on this one, we'll win. If it's like snowball's chance in hell, we'll pull one out. If it's Georgia State's 80% to win this game, <laughs> well, wait. Are we on national TV? Because that's the that's the kicker. Um, this one might be ESPNU. So kind of you. you. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Oh, I might be down. It's to national, but you got to pay extra for it. So. <laughs> so you change your score. We're going to lose by three. No, no, I'm not. We're going to win by <laughs> by ten or more. I think so. Uh, do we have? Do we ever have a big lead? Is this going to be a game where we're like we're up by twenty four? and they claw back and we win by 10? Or is this a game where we just kind of – we score a couple of times, they score, we return kind of thing? It's probably a high-scoring game. We're probably looking at another game in the high 20s, 30s again, right? I see it as kind of a back and forth where we just kind of grow the grow the disparity. Like one of those where, you know, it'll be back and forth, then we'll block one and get one and just kind of slowly creep away type of deal. It's hard to tell because a lot of teams have adjusted well to us in the halftime, so it's nice to have that lead, but I don't see just a straight runaway either way. I think if our defense can show up, uh, you're wrong, you know? Um, That's obviously like the Madden answer. If our defense stops them from scoring (laughs) points, then they won't score that many points. But but like if they show up like they did before, I mean, Louisiana's a really good team. So um, obviously I have a lot more respect for them after this weekend because this is the second time I've called them Louisiana in this podcast. <laughs> um, and I'm appalled at myself. But, you know, uh, obviously Maybe. there's a lot more respect for them in that. And um, I'm I going to demote you to bottom screen on the podcast. So uh, <laughs> 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 I'm going to put you in the flex position there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I think so. We're all predicting Char- Charlotte uh, does not uh, win this game uh, this week. That Georgia State wins relatively convincingly uh, for the first one of the season. I think that uh, well, looking at the Panther Talk uh, prediction score prediction, I think maybe one person had a, like a three point win or something. But almost everybody was calling like a double digit win in the game. Like everyone had a lot of faith in what, what the Charlotte people think. Was that what did the Charlotte like when you were on the Charlotte podcast? What uh, there's two other guys, and one of them, uh, I mean, hey guys, go watch, go listen to their podcast. Don't, uh, you know, don't, don't take my word for everything, but let's say one of the guys disagreed with me exactly. Uh, I said we win by 10, he says they win by 10, and another guy said they win by a field goal. So, I mean, I think all, all right, relatively the Homer, the Homer pick, that's the Homer fine pick in every case. So when the owner says we win by a field goal, they're sweating it. Yeah. <laughs> and they should be. It did seem like one of the guys was more of the the avid hardcore and the other was more of the realistic, like, let's come on guys. We're we're two of the worst programs in all of college football. So uh let's not get a little carried away here, you know? <laughs> but um yeah, so yeah. We've gone. We've gone uh, about forty-five minutes now. Let's go ahead and wrap up the. Uh, we'll talk about the last games, the other games in the Sun Belt, and I got that's most I want to talk about Georgia State stuff. Uh, other games: UAB at South Alabama. UAB is favored by seven. Uh, Campbell. Campbell's just making their way to the entire Sun Belt. I think they're really trying to position themselves to get pumped up to the FBS level. They're playing at Appy. Have you uh, seen their stadium? There's no way they're pumping themselves up to FBS level. So when we played Campbell, the last time I remember us playing Campbell, that was like our second year, maybe our first year. I forget. Probably second. I watched it at a streaming service they had from their website. I, I streamed it to my, my my TV, and I had my 55-inch TV. And I swear to God, it was about a one-foot diameter inside. Like My entire TV was black, like one-foot diameter of the screen I could actually see, and it was the most horrible video quality I've ever seen in my life. Well, you could see like the bars through the chain link fence. Yeah, they don't like. They didn't even have like bleachers or stuff. It was just like everyone standing around watching the game. Yeah, it's a high school game. Yeah, so it'd be like Coastal Carolina. Like um, not a good high school game. But yeah, so Campbell's playing at Appalachian State. Uh, that will probably give Appy a little bump 
feeling a little better about themselves. Unless, um, of course, they lose. Jesus, man. Yeah, I mean, Southern only beat them by a point. Uh, Tulsa, Arkansas State. Arkansas State's favored. UTEP at Monroe. I put Monroe favored, but I think I got that wrong. That's got to be UTEP being favored in that yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, no way. And then Wait, the other one, too, Tulsa and who? And you said Arkansas State at Ar- Tulsa at Arkansas. And you said Arky is a uh, two and a half point two and a half point favorite yeah, at Monroe. Arkansas State. I can believe that. Yeah, well, they're they're carrying that big uh, Kansas State win on their belt because they had their last game canceled. I think it was Memphis got canceled last week, so people still think they're good. They'll find Man, out. That's what they scheduled though: Kansas, uh, Memphis, then Tulsa. Kansas State, Memphis, then Tulsa. But those are – I'm pretty sure every one of those, maybe not Memphis, were uh, makeup games when they the schedule started falling apart. That's a, that's quite a schedule. Yeah, strength the schedule for a Sunbelt team there. Yeah. That's pretty uh, good, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm impressed oh, with them. Yeah. yeah. I, wish, I wish we would have been more aggressive about scheduling some games. We'd be talking about the, uh, the fourth game of our season right now instead of talking about our second game of the season. Yeah. No, we scheduled Alabama. That's right. pretty aggressive. Yeah, the, some of the Sun Belt schools were incredibly aggressive. Appalachian State was one of those. Was really aggressive. They had you know, games scheduled and then backed out again. Like they had gotten Wake Forest on there, so which I know was a, a big game they wanted to get scheduled. Uh, rounded it out. Texas State's at Boston College. Boston College is a huge favorite, which I'm not sure that's right. If you're, I'm not a betting guy because I don't have a bookie because I haven't looked for a bookie because I would lose a lot of money. But 17.5-point favorites, Boston College, I think the Texas State team is actually a lot better this season. I wouldn't say, I don't think that Boston College wins by 17.5. They don't well, have- what, you don't, what you're not taking into account is um, Matt Ryan found an extra year of eligibility, and he's actually you know, doubling up. He's going back. Well, so if the game is scheduled, if they do the line, the then we'll, we'll see how it goes. And then uh, – the last game is Troy at number 18, BYU. BYU is favored by 14. There's a lot of people calling uh, Troy upset on this game. I mean, I'll take it. I don't know I don't know anything about BYU, but I, I'm not sad to hear them lose for many of the same reasons as um, other programs. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do Troy all sports, day. Right? What? Separation of church and sports. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So, uh, and then finally, uh, Southern takes off to go visit our friends down south and or down out southwest in Lafayette. So, Southern Lafayette. Uh, Lafayette is a thirteen and a half point favorite in the game. Good. Yeah. Ooh la la. Put it on them. Put and it that, on them. That's after we exposed Lafayette. Like they would figure they'd probably be like a twenty-four point favorite had they not played us already. It's also after Campbell exposed Georgia Southern. Yeah, Campbell exposed Georgia Southern. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's funny is that it's that it's a thirteen point uh, after we exposed Ulala, which is great. Exactly. Exactly. It's even better. It's even more of like insult to injury. Yep. I agree. I agree. All right. I want to give a big apology this week out to the other Georgia State teams. Uh, I want to make sure that we keep track of what our our other teams are doing, not just football and basketball. And we had some women's soccer, men's soccer, women's cross country, volleyball, all played last week. And I didn't give any uh, shout outs to that. So uh, men's soccer is one and zero. Women's soccer is now two and one. Volleyball is one and one. All three of those teams have beaten Mercer. So uh, <laughs> Mercer. that's awesome, right? You know, yeah. get rid of that city altogether. I, I'm, I am drunk enough that I want to say something that I will wait for. All right. Well, we have last call coming up. And you, you need to be sober enough to remember what you were going to say. So. Uh, should I just notepad it? Just put it in notepad. Notepad. And then also women's cross country had a meet. Uh, so we have some winning some winning teams already going on in the other sports. Uh, this coming up week, we got more men's soccer. Women's soccer hosts Southern. So uh, on Sunday, ugh, that sucks. Uh Volleyball is going to be at Troy. Women's cross country doesn't play again or doesn't run again until October. But uh, shout out to all the other teams. My apologies for not uh, acknowledging you guys. I want to make sure that we do that every week. Uh, even, if, even if we don't spend a lot of time talking about the sports, it's great for Georgia State to win in all the sports, not just the, the football and basketball games. We're just so excited. Like, seriously, yeah, it's, and it's, it's really we, – We waited all this time for something, and, uh, I mean, honestly – 
if I would have realized that, you know, if soccer or something started sooner, I probably would have done a lot of stuff about it. But uh, yeah, that's my fault. I'll, I'll yeah. So yeah, I soccer's coming off a good season. They, they were right up there in the championship last year. Yeah. Close game. I think I remember watching that one on the plus. Uh, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about right now, I have uh, some things I want to talk about in last call. If anybody wants to uh, join us in last call, put a comment in the comment section there and I'll try to catch it. I missed it last time for a couple of people. Uh, or message one of us if you have our info. Uh, but yeah, you guys, anything else we'll talk about tonight? Before I, I was going to say, well, maybe while we let a couple more of those come in, if anybody wants to come to last call, um, I, I was going to say, like, I saved myself for Georgia State. I didn't watch any football, none, until <laughs> Georgia State played ooh la la. And then, and then uh, I watched the freaking Falcons. Um, uh, anyway. We know we're not on last call yet because that's probably going to be a lot of the conversation. Yeah. I said freaking, and then we can we can talk about it in proper terms um, for yeah, last call. But I, I, is, I saved myself for Georgia State, and then yeah. Well, you had a good uh, you had a good little showing there. It was, it was good for a while, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm just I made it all the way through without having to leave, so that's that's a plus. I show up from work more often <laughs> exactly you guys haven't noticed there's absolutely no alcohol in this because i am right not drinking during the show because <laughs> you're actually uh you're working for us so not for us but for the for the collective yeah. us i guess and everything all right that's it yeah so we got a couple people that want to get on to our last call i'll make sure to get a link sent out to you guys um because <clears> i attended that if it was here because he would do it without uh, bothering me and if i ask ryan he will whine incessantly so thanks everybody for watching for listening uh i'll be sending out a link with my interview with the niner or my minor obsession podcast we talk a lot about the game coming up everything uh yeah i look forward to doing this all again uh, next week thanks everybody for listening and uh yeah go panthers bye y'all go panthers cheers that's it for us this week thank you for listening Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much and go Panthers.